generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. You did hear us say that. You heard it on the Keep the Change podcast, one of the most rated podcasts in the country. Thanks to all of you. Thank you for doing that throughout 2023 and the years before that too. Mike, Mikey, 2023, a grind of a year coming to a close. We want to encourage the people not to look back in anger, but for some that might not be easy. Nah, it's been a hell year, eh? It has been. I think it's been an eye-opening year for some. And then uh, it's been sort of, it's quite good looking back for me because we're right about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're well prepared. Um, yeah. Pe- just prepared correctly, I think, and got through it. But man, she has been a grind, eh? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, how would you describe it? And for you listening, how would you describe this year? But Mikey? Yeah, I would describe it as my hourly rate has been crushed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just put in way more work and got less back for it in terms of dollar signs. But mm. I think uh, I, I stuck to it. I had it at the end of 2022 and I've got results from it. Uh, the results that I was after too, plus some extra stuff, which we can talk about. Because nice. it's been probably one of the coolest years as well with like the messages from here and on Instagram and stuff like that and meeting people, bumping into people, being records has been a new one for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but man, fuck, wild year. Like, just wild. I can't really explain it. We've got a bigger company. We've got more people. We've got multiple regions that we're operating out of. Like, it's just wild. That's awesome. Yeah. All into a headwind. Yeah, man, like, probably the worst previous two years and like a lot of the mortgage industries mm. so I sort of man we did this last year I, I suck at this reflection thing because <laughs> I <laughs> I like that down I was like I know Luke's going to ask me to do this pod so I've got to try and think back because I I think in like a in like a 10 year scale yeah so I'm like I'll I'll reflect then <laughs> that's what I say to myself in my head but it is quite cool back so you know, I went, I had a pretty strong plan. Interestingly, I went and looked at my calendar 
So I've done 540 hours of meetings this year. Wow. Which is about, you know, if you consider a work week to be 40 hours, which it isn't for me, but for, like, that's the societal norm, that's 2,080 hours a year. So basically it's 25% of my working year in meetings. On Zooms, etc. Yeah, Zooms yeah. or meeting in person and, that's, and doing client meetings. and It's interesting when you put it like that, right? It's 25% of an average working year because another way people would go, well, what's 10 hours a week? That's actually not that. Mm. But really, you know, mm. it is. It, that's a shitload of time to be to be giving and getting energy, solving problems, collecting data to then process it, to then have outcomes, to then take action off the back of. Yeah, it's massive, man. And like, I couldn't have done that without like really sound systems and processes built into what we have in the business and behind the scenes. So, like, it's been re- being able to because like quite a lot of prepare preparation and stuff went into designing it so it can work like that and to be honest I haven't really felt it like it sounds like a 540 hours sounds like a lot of meetings but it wasn't yeah because of because of like the effort and time that went in during 22 to make sure everything's set up correctly and um yeah it's just wild to think about really I mean it's effectively like 540 people Mm. so Fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you've built a team to try and stop having all of those meetings as well. Yeah. So you've had to teach them how to do the same thing. Yeah. So then if you look down at those people that you've taught how to do what you've been able to do, giving them a, a model so that they can't fuck it up and you're giving them every possible chance of success, there is a shitload of energy and time into mm. teaching them and probably sitting in on some of their meetings, over overhearing them, yeah. feedback over the other side of it. This is what we could do differently. Here's the angle here. Yep, crazy to think about, eh? I yeah. um, you put the you've put the reps in this year, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, so that's one part of it, and that um, I didn't even check the prior year, but I'd say it's down because I definitely haven't been like as busy because I've been focusing on other things. But the stuff that I had set out to do at the start at the end of 2022, so I wanted to obviously come on here and bring more value, and then grow my social media presence and just basically like when you can't stack dollars like stack the other forms of currency you know stack attention stack all of that I learned that from someone yeah and uh so I just went back so my Instagram had 400 followers now my TikTok and Instagram just at about 10,000 wow um so for this I did about 110 videos so on average to 2.1 a week Nice. Um, which can be like, really, it can be doubled. So when I started writing this down, I was like, oh, that's a bit weak. <laughs> it's it, Still, it's cool. Uh, my email list went from 2,000 to just under 5,000, which is quite good in a year. So add 3,000 people that want to read the emails that I send out. And a good open rate on those two, right? Yeah, like I yeah. hover between like 42 and 52%, which is really high now. Mm. Um, and if anyone wants a hack on that, just don't try to sell anything. Share value. Yeah. Yeah. And then people will come to you to ask and then you can sell them something. Yeah. Or, yeah, you can still occasionally sell something to them as well. Yeah. Just, yeah. If if you go give, 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 ask, you'll get something. But if you go give, ask, give, ask, give, ask, it'll, it'll burn them out and your open rate will drop. Yeah. Um, Google reviews. I started the year with 108. We're at 391 as of today. Um, 
And I said I was going to spend a hundred grand on marketing, and I'm at ninety six thousand. Oh, you want me to seek an invoice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a shit ton of money, eh? Oh, that's amazing. It's a, it's so much tin, man. Like, it wasn't that long ago where I would have liked that as my income, you know. And I spent that just on marketing yeah. stuff. And I learned some stuff too, like some of the marketing that we did didn't work. And I, so I basically went just with a fire hose of money and tried like lots of different stuff. Um. And then have kept pushing on the that I has I've noticed working, and not worried about some of the other stuff and dropped it off. So good learning curve too. But I think before I was of that, and I had to commit to it and go and do it to work that out for myself. Because you hear about you know like Facebook had this and Google mm. AdWords that and like yeah, it's been really interesting, really good learning curve. I know like where I'll focus my efforts and stuff in the future, and then. I get back probably 30% of that money that I spent next time and put it into the stuff that, that does work and does matter. Um, man, in terms of like the year, whoa, like from never going to Christchurch in my life to visiting six times and opening an office there in six, in two, wild. <laughs> wild, yeah. <laughs> like Correct. who does that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been cool. And, you know, going down to Christchurch with other people and getting recognised there was fucking buzzy ass. <laughs> you know, get off the plane. Oi, Mikey! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Um, yeah, it's been really handy in meetings though. Like, it's been cool bumping into other people that listen to the podcast or watch the Instagram stuff or the or the videos that I do. And it's been, um, what's the word for it? It's had payoff too. Rewarding. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. So like... Some um, sent us vouchers to go and have dinner. Yeah, I spent that one. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, that's all right, mate. <laughs> was that for me as well? Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hope it was a good meal, mate. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, got the set menu at uh, Ibizu on the on the family Christmas party. Oh, boy, <laughs> yeah, and discounted it for the for nice. The yeah, cheers, I mean, Mikey. That, that stuff is just like it, I don't know how to explain it because it just blows my mind that someone else that I haven't met would do that. Yeah, and you know, like. Quick special shout out. Last week was uh, Hampton Downs Racetrack because Mad, Mad Mike, one of New Zealand's sort of most known drifters, was having a day there. And all of like the drifters that I watched growing up were there. I was just standing at the end of the pits, and uh, four time NZ champ comes up, taps me on the shoulder, Gaz Wider, and shout out to Gaz. He just, we just had a chat, and Sam, I guess part of his team. And they're like, yeah, come back at eleven and take take you for a hoon in the car. No way. And we just had a bit of a yarn, and it's just wild, eh? Like yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's thank you to those guys. That was amazing. It's, um, it's cool they like stack other currencies rather than just money, so attention by adding value, and then you end up getting paid in a different currency. You've had a probably once in a lifetime experience. Yeah through delivering value to other people. Yep. It's not going to be in your bank account, but that's probably worth more to you than a yeah. what it would have cost to go and do For that. me, like that <laughs> those couple of laps in that car with Gaz is more of an unforgettable memory than like almost anything else I've done this year. Wow. It was so cool. So I'm Working. very, very appreciative of it. It's fucking wild. Shout out to Dan whilst I remember as well. I saw him in the gym yesterday said that the hunting season had been an absolute ripper. And appreciates the value add of the podcast. 
Yeah, so nice. Feedback keeps coming, mate. There's been a lot towards the back end of this year, eh? Feedback. Yeah, I feel like I haven't had as many messages off any podcast than I did off the hunting season. That was pretty wild. So obviously that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's. I've done like the stuff. The reason I talk about uh, reflecting on the stuff that I've grown is because I put a plan in place in 22. I expected my income not to grow regardless of how hard I worked at it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll continue to work hard there, but I'll also take a portion of that effort and go put it into this year mm. so that my 24 or 25 year will have a bit of a something to lean on. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's definitely paid dividends already. Yeah. Faster than like the plan was. But man, fuck. Like you got like everyone's got to do this, eh? <laughs> Every one of you. We've just got to make a plan for the year. Mm. And then, like, sit down, think about it, put quite a bit of thought into it, and and write down some notes around it, and then just go out and take fucking action. Eh? It could just be a few key things that you want to be able to, in 12 months' time, look back on and be like, I did get all those Google reviews. Mm. Because you can't just get them. You've got to do something to get them, mm. you know? And you've got to map back. I think the problem for a lot of people is they try and set heaps of goals, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to fix that, and I'm going to save this, and I'm going to do this and X amount of times per year and all of a sudden you're six months into the year and you're thinking wow uh, I've done some of those things but I kind of did them by mistake they just happened for me so maybe pick two or three things or even four that you're really deliberate Mm. and write them down keep them front of mind keep them close to you and challenge yourself each month and each quarter what am I actually doing to move closer towards this it's yeah yeah I I used to kind of do this stuff I used to just be like just keep charging keep charging keep yeah. charging keep charging now I sort of like sit back and plan what I need to add in like there's what's going to be something really important to make sure I have a better handle on next year yeah yeah and I've already started doing that for next year um and it fuck it's just something that I always do now you know but I, I don't overcomplicate it nice yeah like what you're saying I keep a pretty strong focus like this this year was the focus on on that you know, social media and email and basically tying up like a nice, really big sort of, not a community, but like a contact list, basically. Yeah. Um, that feel like they're constantly getting something for free from me. And then maybe one day if I do need it, I can ask them, you know, mm. in return. But yeah, very simple. Nothing nothing too much other than that. Not many companies in New Zealand would have dropped 100 rack on marketing this year, mate. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> That's fuck. It sounds stupid now. eh? No, no, it's good. It's good. (laughs) Honestly, I love in the business space it because it's one of the only things we can claim a hundred percent tax deduction for. That isn't really an expense. It's paying for an asset, but you're allowed to claim a hundred percent of it. So if you do it and you do it right, you're building audience, you're building goodwill, you're building brand, you're Mm. building favors in the future, and you get it and you come back to you. But we don't teach people that. We basically teach people. Oh, you spent ten grand. Did you get it back? Did you get twenty back? Did you get thirty back? Well, it seems like a not a very good ROI. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, you're saving forty percent in tax, and you're yeah. building you're building an asset, and they let you write the whole thing off. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's an interesting one, marketing. I definitely don't understand. Like you love it, right? Yeah. Like you live and breathe it. It's like one. Like if you weren't an accountant, you would be in that game. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I hate it. I don't like it, but it's like a dark art to me. But I have found that you can't just throw a hundred grand round. Like you have to. Hmm, I was going to say point of difference, but that just sounds like a fucking pitch from a marketing agency. It's not a point of difference, but you want to surround someone, right? So you want them to see you 
like on what I've noticed on Instagram and then an email and then when they search you on Google or whatever, that's fine. But like anyone else can do that. So really people are after that little bit extra why. And that's, I think there's not many mortgage brokers that do the video stuff like I do and then just actually do and think about like I literally sit there for fucking hours think about like what videos I can make <laughs> you came in here the other day you had your arms crossed you're like they just they just weren't as good this time I'm just I'm running out of ideas <laughs> yeah it's hard man and it's really hard to continue to provide value uh and make sure you like my true feeling about marketing is like make sure you're giving before you're mm. multiple times sometimes and I think that's really hard to do and you can't do that by just having like a fucking Facebook ad being like use Next Advisory or use Guardian Smith no because they'll just go to the fucking bank or whatever you know like it does have to be yeah marketing's an interesting game fuck it's wild and Jesus it's expensive yeah <laughs> I was going to say as well if you give yourself a figure so it's 100k and you're like that's what I'm going to spend this year if you go to an agency or somewhere and say this is my goal of what I want to spend they will show you how to spend it <laughs> fucking A so be careful <laughs> uh, and they will often sell you leads and they will sell you fancy and they'll sell you here in the now and they will sell you um, what they think will work for you mm. but if you can learn a little bit about the stuff, if you are in that game, then you can understand you might not want leads. You might want an audience. You mm. might want attention. You might want one opportunity out of 12 months. Yeah. You have to know a little bit about it. Otherwise, you will get in. Mm. You will get a website and you will, have, you will have a fucking great website. Yeah. But no one's going to it. So nah. it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a wild world. What about you, mate? You, like, fuck, definitely in the... This year we have worked harder. Yeah. Like I've noticed you doing it. I've done it. Like it's been a grind and it's been like pretty noise for pretty much since October since I said I was going to wind down. <laughs> I've been doing seven days. Yeah, I was going to have a look and try and figure out how many weekends I've done. Uh, but then I just, I can't be bothered. But I describe it as like testy, grindy, headwinds and, and tiring. Mm. And the best way I think to explain this would not even not about me, but just what I've noticed with clients and with people is that we are working probably twice as hard to get the same return. Yeah. And that's really frustrating. It is. And for me, it's doesn't like it's easy for me to understand that because I can usually see it a year or twenty four months out. So we recorded a podcast for Next Advisory, for instance, to basically tell people this year is not last year. Yep. I'm still having meetings at the back end of 2023. So that was probably mid 2022, maybe. Yeah. Still in 2023, people showing me the results they're getting. Like, I'm just not satisfied. I just don't feel like we're growing. Mm. And I'm like, yes, because you're doing all the same stuff as you did a year ago and a year before that. You didn't earn that growth. Yeah. It, it was just there. Yeah. We all had it. Do you want to see a graph of credit creation in New Zealand? Yeah. What happens with credit creation? Collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> it is just... So if you just did what you always did, now you're going fucking hard, man. Like, mm. this is just... So at the start of the year, I'd set myself up to, to know you're going to have more. Mm. It made my year easier to do more because I knew I would. So sometimes it might be multiple LinkedIn posts, multiple Instagrams, pushing harder, extra... E um, depending on what can I just goal say, into. your content output, your content output is 
fucking insane, eh? Hey? It's a bit out of the gate. It is so loose. Like, I can't open a single app on my phone without <laughs> seeing Luke in front of me. <laughs> There's yeah. like... Sorry, mate. <laughs> there was like nine posts on Keep the Change Instagram page the other day. A day. Yeah, get a bit on. <laughs> yeah, and then I go over to LinkedIn and there's like, every post is just Luke. And I'm like, fuck, he's put out like 32 pieces of content in 24 hours. <laughs> Part of what's happened, mate, is that I've started listening to a little bit of Gary V again. Yep. And I haven't for a bit, but I really like him and I always learn things. But one thing that he's massive on is, mm. and it's probably validated some of the thoughts that I've had at the start of this year where I've noticed fuck, this is the platform for some of the things that I want to achieve. Yep. And he's saying, you should be posting five times a day. On LinkedIn. But, you know, that, I've heard that for 10, well, for maybe seven years since I came across Gary V. It's the, it's the same stuff. It's like content, content, content. But we really are in a content moment now. It's not, for a couple of years there, 2020, 2021, Everybody was running ads and you were fucking getting people to key in their credit card and you were getting cash. You could yeah. sell whatever you wanted to whoever. Yeah. So much money. I think ads now, people are fatigued on ads and we're back to, or we're, we're, it's the year of the podcast. We called that early and it's good, valuable content and it's brand and it's authenticity. Yep. Building trust turns into to work. And I've picked up speaking gigs. I've picked up clients. I've got... DM this week, hey, we're looking to buy two businesses. Is this something you can help with? You yeah. know, like, why me? Yeah, I know why. Yeah. I know exactly why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, bang, you know, I'm replying on a weekend. Mm. I know other accounts out there just, like, they won't do that shit. Mm. And they will be like, oh, that can wait till Monday. Like, this person's hot. They want to buy two businesses. This is a great opportunity. Could be two clients over time. Who knows? Like, yeah. yes, cool. So, you know, removing a bit of that, oh, is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Um, and posting content on the weekends as well always hisses because yeah. more consumers, less producers. Everyone's on their phone. Yeah. It's interesting, eh? Just quickly on that for people that want to do it. It's really hard. One of the reasons why I struggle with it. Right. Luke wants more clients in his business. Like, okay, cool. Post on LinkedIn for six years and then clients flow. Like those things don't link up in my head correctly. Yeah. But it's actually how it works because yeah. it's happened with my Instagram and stuff. Mm. And it's really hard to believe that, okay, I want a new client. You don't have to talk to that. You do. You do have to talk to that client, but it's not about like knocking on their door on Saturday afternoon anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Eh? There's so many different but ways to do it. Is uh. That's an advantage, not a disadvantage, but you still have to believe that that's how it works because I don't. I think, well, I still am a little bit stuck in like the old way of how things work. Yeah. And it's like almost freaky. Well, you know, you can be too. You can you can be the knock on the door, and so that could be a cold DM. It could be reaching out to somebody. It could, um, you know, doing what, what has traditionally worked, or you can build a magnet. And I think... Building a magnet probably suits what we're building here a little bit more. Phil uh, leads into like Phil's personality a bit more. Yep. Where I want to try and be the okay. We need that help. I feel like I'm being pulled over that way for them to help with that. And so that's sort of how I look at it: is how can we attract rather than you know do I really want to sit there and send cold DMs to people on LinkedIn and be like, mm. hey, your accountants. Yeah. Um, I'll just probably teach you that over time. Yeah. And then eventually you'll be like, fuck, you were right. Yeah. Yeah. Now can you help me? 
Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's just in the marketing space. So I um what I did is I actually I got a little bit geeky on it and started writing down some of the the pillars for all of the people out there. I'm talking OCRs, unemployment, recession, migration, inflation, mm. and thought maybe we could go back and take a bit of a look at some of those things. Nice to see. Nice. Where have we come from? Yeah. You know, what has this year looked like? So I thought if we start with the OCR, mate, in December 2000 and 22 it was at 3.8 really yeah now we are at 5.6 5.5 go 5.6 sorry yes that's right because we've got uh the data for the september quarter so we're at 5.5 yep now remember in maybe november 2022 that's when we were being told we're going to engineer a recession mm-hmm. we're going to have a recession so that sort of brings me to recession well what did we see in the end? We were told in November last year we're going to see one, we're going to engineer one because inflation's too high, right? So the December quarter ended up being negative 0.6. Mm-hmm. And that was quite scary. We're thinking, oh, okay, oh, 0.5 is what got um, bounced. Yeah. <laughs> and then March we saw negative 0.1. Yeah. And so the, the billboards went up as predicted. You yep. know, we've got a recession, the flashing light. I, I still remember making a quick, something about it and yep. it was basically I went next time went on Instagram it was on like 28 people's stories yeah, yeah. it was like pressing through it because people <laughs> are sharing it I thought whoa so you know we knew that they would really speak to people then of course they came back and they said oh the negative 0.1 was only actually zero mm. so no technically wasn't a recession because we didn't have two negative quarters <laughs> yeah but if you're growing at negative 0.6 and then you're growing at no growth yeah are you growing no yeah no so this is probably how we want to look at it in practical terms, us out there, everyday people, is who gives a fuck about these terminologies, recession and shit? Are we growing? Are we not growing? Well, we're probably not growing, no. is what this is telling me. Now, um, into the June quarter, which was anticipated to be a drop, it was actually 0.9 mm. in growth. But obviously we had some weather events and stuff like that earlier in the year. We've got economic activity, insurance money and stuff kicking around to get some of that stuff going. And then, of course, as well, we've seen this big M word of people moving here, migration. So something you've touched on before, you know, um, what do you call it? A per capita recession, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you do a per capita calculation, we're in like quite a grunty recession, which is why I've actually got like a draft written up about this in my email thing, like... It's why it feels really hard out there when the economists or commentators tell you about the data we're not in a recession because uh, we just added like 100,000 people to our population. Just plug them in. They come in, they spend and, you know, take jobs and boost boost the tax take or whatever up because they just get plugged in. Um, but the reality is your cost of living, your income, your stuff is getting harder. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. That. It kind of, it actually kind of masks. It actually is a, an issue because it also makes inflation stickier. A whole lot of people coming here and boosting that stuff, mm. um, which is which is basically stagflation. You know, like no growth, like per capita, no, like we're recession basically, which is negative, negative growth, and then inflation stays higher, so everything keeps costing more because there's more people ch- chasing after the same number of goods. Um, but it's getting more expensive and you're not earning more effectively. Yeah. The wealth effect's kicking in because nothing's growing properly apart from Bitcoin. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's pretty interesting. It's a bit of a 
tough one to balance out there. Now, that what you said there, I think that's my key point for 2023 so far. It feels hard, but the data doesn't agree. Mm-hmm. So, I've, in 2023, I've personally felt like I've had more conversations about pe- people being more realistic about just how much of a grind it is out there and how tough it is. But then we're not seeing it in the data yet. Mm. I don't, it's, that'll change in 2024, mm, early 2024, and we'll get to that. But that's definitely a key point that I want to reiterate. It feels hard. I'm pretty sure it is hard, but the data coming towards us is basically saying, no, nah, no, nah, you're not right. It's mm. not. But if you strip out those people not coming here, for instance, but just quickly on that migration piece too, you know, 100,000 people coming in net, I think that is roughly what it is. And I think it's projected that going forward, there'll be even more people. Now, I saw the ASB economist, Nick Tuffley, I think it is, speaking about this, how, think about it, they might have to build another Hamilton mm. to house these people. Wild, eh? You know, that is, when you start thinking about it like that, you realise, what? Mm. Yeah, A, that ain't possible, because one thing we're really shit at in this country is building shit and doing yeah. it quickly in infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of pressure put on the country but also it's a lot of economic stimulus that's happening just because people are are there there and thinking about where they're going to live and all those sorts of things yeah now if that's not going to stop and we're not going to have a real big conversation like uh, Rupert often talks about from Calder Kiwi Saver, he's like we probably need a strategy around our growth no one wants to have that conversation though because if we keep doing like no one has the balls to get up there and be like hey guys if we go on this we're going to sneak into poverty yeah. Across the country. No no politician's going to say that. Nah. They're fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so expect those types of pressures to, to carry on, I guess. Um, where were we? We were at GDP growth. So September data is actually out on December the 14th. It's projected to be 0.3%. Would you call 0.3% GDP growth inclusive of all the people that we now know are moving here? Would you call that a growing economy? <laughs> no, definitely not. No. So that's what, yeah, I mean... We've said it enough. That's why it feels hard, man. The December quarter is suggested to be 0.0%. The March quarter next year, 0.1%. Now, here's how I know they don't know and how they're making it up, okay? So this is reservebankgovernment.nz website. June quarter, what do you think it's going to be? For this year? Next year. Next year. June 2024. The OCR. No, the uh, GDP growth oh. quarterly. Oh fuck, man! It doesn't even matter. This they, they don't have it. <laughs> okay, they're forecasting it. Zero point five September. Zero point five December. Zero point five. <laughs> have you ever done a multi-choice exam? <laughs> exactly. Like you know, that's oh, laughable, right? Have you ever done so a multi-choice funny. exam and not really known what the fuck the answers are? Yeah. Look, just let's, just keep some shit. Yeah. let's just keep shit in. Yeah, and then it's like March twenty twenty-five. Zero point six. Zero point seven. Zero point eight. Zero point nine. Like. A junior has filled this out, surely. They've got to be taking the piss at this stage. Now, you might be saying, hey, Luke, that's really unfair. Well, let me just move you to inflation for later on once we get down under that 1% to 3% barrier that we're after. So September 2020, oh, 2025, we get down to 2%. December 2025, 2%. March 2026, 2%. June, 2%. September, 2%. December, 2%. 
That's where it stops. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six quarters. Exactly. Perfect. Now, I learned something a long time ago. Is anything that ends in a zero is probably a lie. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I spotted this. I'm like, are you serious? We're going to have six perfect quarters at 2%. Smack bang in the middle of 1% to 3%. <laughs> That's good forecasting, man. This is how, ladies and gentlemen, we know <laughs> that we are guessing. You know, we they, they are guessing as well. So... I guess my point there is there's been so much forecasting and guessing and we're all buying into some of the stuff. We're addicted to a little bit of hope that we know what the future is going to look like. The thing is, nobody does. No. And the sooner you accept that and go, that's why it's then really important to try and create your own, then you get to go down that path. Mm. And guess what? Your future is just as uncertain and it's very hard to map it out like that too. But you've probably got a better chance to get closer to the things that you want than to sit in the other lane and just let society tell you what the future could look like. Yeah, man. So true, eh? It's funny, eh, forecasts. They're like the highest paid, most skilled people in the country in that job. And that's their forecast. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we'll carry on. So we've done recession piece. We're, We're not there, but I think we are in a recession. I think realistically, like that's what I've been talking about a lot in the presentations. Everyone can feel it, right? You yeah. Can, yeah. It's like all the business owners you talk to, the clients that I talk to, everyone can feel it. Yeah, it might not be technical, but yeah. it is, yeah, it's legit. Now, inflation, okay, so let's just have a look as well. CPI annual uh, inflation, we started the year, so at December that quarter, 2022, it was 7.2%. Yeah, that was... Really like high. Pretty much peak. Basically peak. Yeah, 7.3 peak June, and then we went to 7.2 September, 7.2 December. Then we went to March 2023, 6.7. June, 6. Now we're at 5.6. And Ooh. December's, we don't know. Yeah. But, but it's expected to be at 5. Now, then we get to feed in a little bit to that. Well, it feels hard, but the data doesn't agree. Now, if you go on stuff or One News at the moment, there's normally an article about this company are laying off staff. Black Friday sales are down 10%. I've had meetings with clients, man. It's the first time I've seen it in ages where people have been made redundant. Yeah, wow. So it sort of feels like we're knocking on the door of it now, eh? Definitely. Well, new data from Westpac issued debit and credit cards showed nominal spending in the three months to November, so this is pretty recent data, Mm -hmm. was up just 3% compared to the same time last year. You would say, okay, well, it's up 3%, Luke. You know, that's a good thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. we are growing. That's a decline in real terms since retail prices are up almost 4%, Mm -hmm. and the population has grown by 2%. So that's, again, that's the same type of data that we were just talking about before, how it's masked yeah. by this added population and stuff like that, and the cost of this. Mm. Crazy, eh? So if you were measuring a volume, the mm. volumes must be decreasing. Yeah, for sure. Now, pre-Christmas data released by Worldline NZ showed spending was tracking about 1.4% above 2022 levels, which is a decline, again, in Mm. So remember nominal versus real. So nominal number get bigger from year before, but real terms a bit more inflation adjusted. Mm. Okay, can you buy the same bottle of Verve Clique champagne <laughs> in 2023? Ting, ting, ting. Yeah, for what you are, <laughs> for what you could in 2022. No, you might be spending in nominal terms a higher amount to get that bottle, but in real terms you've still only got one bottle. Yep. So real terms sales are decreasing. Black Friday down 10. percent 
That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's a big cut, eh? Yeah. 10 is no joke of a number. Now, also this week, we've seen ASB come out and say, hey, Kiwis, get ready. You're going to need another $70 each week mm, to cover I the increase in cost. Page, yeah. Yeah, only 70 bucks. Yeah, fuck, that's a number, eh? No worries. I thought, wow, but yeah, don't worry, mate, because it's down from about 115 this <laughs> last year. So you should know what to do. The problem is, as Mikey taught you on a recent podcast, he said, and I think it's almost quite word for word, I hope you got your fucking pay rises, eh? Yeah, I did, I did say that. Yeah. I hope you got them all in because I don't think they're coming next year. No. So now we're really going to squeeze it up because we're going to say the economy's not growing. We're going to say you're going to still need to spend more because inflation's still here and interest rates are going up and they're staying here for longer because we can't get on top of this inflation. But in November 2022, we said we're going to engineer a recession to fix inflation, but we Yeah, we haven't done that as well. And then you're going to go, okay, well, I what my plan was last year was to hope for a pay rise. Well, hope isn't a strategy, but you got one because yep. your employer wasn't too sure. Things still seem to be going okay. Now they aren't. They're yeah. going as well. And they're going to say, sorry, no pay rise this time, we can't afford to do it. And you're going to go, okay, that makes sense because some of my friends have said the same thing, but the bank aren't going to go, oh, did you not get a pay rise? That's all good. We'll bring your um, mortgage repayments down a little bit. Yeah. Your landlord's not going to say, oh, should I? I heard, bloody you didn't. So um, I'm just going to take a bit off your rent. If you're not looking for ways to increase your income, it's going to be a tough 2024. Yeah, man. I just want to like remind people because there will be a next time, unfortunately, how about next time we don't turn the money printer on and fucking give it to everyone? Because, like, the volatility and carnage that's, like, around right now and the stress and stuff, if we just did, it would have been a better result. Like, I did this joke, like, I posted on my Instagram probably in, like, June of, like, 2020 or something. I did this joke. I was like, oh, cool, just... Uh, up the New Zealand's new $5 note and it was a 50 Yeah. And like, that's kind of come true. <laughs> like now we're talking about you have to find an extra $70 a week or $140 a week and like all of this stuff. Like this has happened in the space of like a few years. That is wild, eh? Especially when $70 a week is after tax. It's insane amounts of money. So it's basically like making another $90 a week for most people. Yeah. That's what you really need to find if you're going to get taxed on it. So you need to be hoping for a $90 pay rise like per a, week. Yeah. Which are like five, six, geez. five, six grand like a year to like stay ahead of it. And then like most people didn't have that in 2019. Mm. You know, so like lucky we're resourceful, but like that inflation thing, man, fucking painful. Yeah, it it is a it is a horrible, especially now we get into like this tail end sort of thing of it, like where everyone's unsure. You know, we got it jammed down our throats that it was transitory, and like it's, <laughs> you know, we're into, we're going into twenty twenty four now from twenty twenty. Like we we're closing in on half a decade. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's just painful, and it just it just ruins. Like, ruins lives is a bit harsh but it kind of does and it's doing it just a silent way you know you can't stop and you've got to learn from it and be prepared for it if they do it again eh yeah well having a look back here mate so we went to 3.3% annual inflation it's so long ago that that data is nearly going to be off of um the the sheet that they they supply <laughs> the forecast variable so 1 to 3% remember that's our our target band that we th- 
good. Mm-hmm. So we we breached that in June 2021. Then we went to 4.9, 5.9, 6.9, 7.3, 7.2, 7.2, 6.7, 6, 5.6, and we're probably going to be around a fiver at the mm. end of the December. So, you know, this isn't forecast, which again, they'll probably be making these up because um, they don't know, just like all of us don't know. The forecast is that we're going to be outside of that band for three years and then miraculously, don't worry, mate, we get a 2.9 to bring us back under. <laughs> just like that. Yeah, just perfect, you know. Yeah. And then it's going to end up at that two for one, two, three, four, five, six quarters in a row, and then the data stops. So, yeah. you know, three years outside of that target band. But even zoom out in the two ticks you we've been under throughout the year, we've showing you the data that over a 25-year window, or might be 20 years, that inflation's about, on average, 2.5%. Mm. So at least you've got the lessons. You get to bank these lessons of mm-hmm. what inflation's all about. But, you know, that's part of why it feels so hard. Now, the other thing that's been pretty big this year, mate, is, of course, oh, just on that as well, you say about if we had just taken some medicine, right, and not just thrown out cash. Remember, people were celebrating getting $350 for free. That was going to help with the cost of living. You know, it was going to be a pretty big, we found a billion dollars that it was left over from COVID. We'll give it out to you yeah. all. Seriously, like 350 Now people, are, now you're being told, hey, you need to find another $70 a week. Yeah. Fuck. It's it's wild, man. I just don't know why, you know, no one ever got taught about what the impacts are of that. So we all just said, yes, please. That sounds good. I fit into that. Get, where the cash at? Yeah. Let's do it. New government. Oh, you beauty. Everything's going to be solved. I saw someone the other day after the, oh, I think after ASB said about the $70 thing, someone's like, oh, yeah, well, fucking hell. New government. And you, you, you all thought it was Labor's fault or something. Mm. Like as if. National was supposed to come in and just fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, your people, they're not going to understand that. But new government, so a distraction. What I've noticed, mate, and I haven't read these articles, but I kept an eye on what was happening at a media level when there, were n- when there was no government. And it was really quiet for a while there. Nice. Yeah, it was actually quite nice. You could almost go to a new site to get news. And, yeah, and not be like, oh, great, here we go, the 16 downfalls of the new next fucking government. And you're like, oh, here we go. Um, not trying to sell anything here, are they? Yeah. Attention, advertising. Anyway, then it was, um, oh, they can't form a coalition. Let's look, focus on that, okay? And so it was like, oh, wow, what's going to happen there? We're all in suspense. And now it's, okay, we've got the government, and it's, I don't even know, but let me just, as an example, I'll go to one news. Uh, this would probably paint me as a liar here. Yeah, because it's about cricket. But <laughs> politics, with the second line, opinion, the, in, uh, in the government's 100-day plan, um, I saw a similar one about how, like, they're focusing on the wrong things, and are these really the, the key it's issues the same every of time, time. Yeah, and it just now it just swings, it. swings back the other way. And I guess the, now we're... Back into that, okay, there's like another scapegoat or someone we can pay, mm. a, a blue a blue company this time, and they they're focusing on the wrong issues, etc. They're all going to focus on and create issues for all of us that we have to figure out how do we navigate, mm. how can we be the change and do things in our own lives so that you don't have to get too caught up in that, um, but also like can you turn some of that stuff off? Like I haven't gone into those articles, but I do keep a bit of a high level on some like the video stuff on a on a double speed just to see at a high level. Okay, what's what's going on? Because I yeah. like I need to sort of stay to date with the the tax side of things uh, with business as well. So I'm often usually trying to find the economic side of it, but most of it's noise and a distraction and one half trying to pit you with the other, and mm. it's just gone full circle now. So 
now the people that were loving and defending the decisions being made by a party, they're now on the other side being like, these new ones suck and ours would have been better. Well, you had six years. So for me, that just does not make any logical sense anyway to then sit there and have a crack at other people's ideas when yours haven't really worked that well. But people would obviously argue that they have. But this will happen again in six years or yeah, nine yeah, years yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, what I, I guess what I'm, my point of this and what I'm going to highlight, this is perfect for them mm. because they can get our attention. They can get this stuff in front of us We'll put it on social media. We will um, pay with our attention. They can sell that to advertisers. Now, they're in business. Mm. Their businesses are declining. They're not growing. Who are they selling things to? To an audience where their income is decreasing, i.e. us. Mm -hmm. So we want escapism. We want to be triggered. We want to be outraged. We want to feel like, yeah, fuck them. You know, I knew that. Yeah. And so you're going to love that article. They are trying to sell to companies that are in a declining market. So they've got less money, so they're going to want to spend less on marketing. So they're going to have to push harder to guarantee the attention so that when they go into their sales meetings, they can go, hey. Fuck, it's going to get yucky, right? Bingo. <laughs> Damn it. Now, just be mindful of that and be careful how much of your own mind you pay to that and what you allow them. Yeah, to don't spend. let it rent space in your head, eh? Yeah. It's just so good just to like step back, cut it all out. Because in three months' time, what they were selling you on to trigger you and to get you on their website and to get you thinking about this and putting it on your social media and talking about it with your friends and interrupting mm. will not be, in three months' time, it will not be what they're still talking about. Mm. It would have changed. They're going to have to move with everything that's happening to keep doing this. Yeah, man. It's just like but sickening, eh? Yeah, that people get sucked into it still. Like you should, you really should just be able to zoom out and be like, "Oh, this is what happened at the last election, and the last one, and the last one, and the last one, and, and every the single one. one. Yeah, and the next one. Yeah, you know, like it's just me. So, just I guess, just be. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, division recently on a pod, and they're saying about how we could end up divided. Well, I think we're already divided, but there's money in dividing us as well. It's, yeah, it's perfect. There's a saying called divide and conquer for a eh? Yeah. Just, nah, just understand it, see it, and and go, ah, I can see what's... Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of being real triggered by an article, like, I have to read that, you're like, ah, hang on. Great headline, well done. They've, uh, they've done well to that up. Mm. I've, you know, I might, just, I might just carry on doing what I was going to do. You yeah, can almost sure. use them as reminders that you are procrastinating to get back and focus on your own shit. Sometimes it's a refreshing thought if you are into... Um, just to be like, if I just never watch this again, or at least for the next month, how would my life change? Just think. And you'll probably find that it nothing will change. So maybe it's worth a try. Yeah. Because honestly, it does. It's like quite nice just to be switched off to that stuff. Well, mate, it's, uh, OCR tech. Oh, unemployment we didn't do. Do they have unemployment? Unem uh, one, so we it's, started Yep. 2002. 23 with a 3.4 percent unemployment print in 2022 quarter mm -hmm. we then limped into the march quarter same thing 3.4 we then went to 3.6 we then went to 3.9 in september in december the anticipation is that we're going to be at 4.2 she's creeping up it is creeping you know so again yeah i've just started hearing the first sort of like more than one random one happening so it might even be the one after this one is when we actually see the stuff come through in the data 
I feel like we're going to get some real juicy data around Easter. Yeah. You know, like once we've got through that first quarter of the year, you know, we've got all the stuff from Christmas and the summer's, last quarter of this year. and Summer's dwindling. Yeah. It's yep. all back. Everyone's back at work and we're like, oh, fuck. Back in the slog again. To go from 3.4 to 3.9, that's basically a 14%. Mm. Don't feel like I've met 14% more people that are uh, have lost no. their jobs. But anyway, the December quarter is expected to be 4.2. We don't get to 5 until September 2024. But know that the peak is 5.2 in June 2025. So just know that unemployment hasn't finished yet. No. No, I think it's, uh, I think a wise man once said to me, mate, like, they'll fuck it up on the way down, they'll fuck it up on the way up. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll probably overshoot a and get up to, like, a seven or something. If they, well, I don't know. So far, so good. I've been surprised with, like, the resilience of the economy, regardless of the feeling. I thought we would have had, like, a bigger housing crash and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, it kind of feels like we can wait. 2024 is going to be a second wave of time. No. Mm. 2022 was a warm up for 23 23 was a warm up for 24 and I think 25 will be a good year 2025 will be a good year here yeah. you go yeah oh, I fucking hope so mate because I'll yeah. be done after half a decade of grinding eh? <laughs> funny we were talking about some results that we've had recently and pushing hard and I said and you were talking about yeah, a lot of messages for the podcast with the hunting season I said don't forget to savor this feeling because this is something that you know, people who create content and purposefully go out there and create content never get, mm. you know, feel. And then we we're talking about, you know, how grindy it's been out there and you're like, oh, well, mate, only seven years to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. Of 2020 to 2030 was the decade that I was here for. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's going to be a slog. It's all good. My main message would be as we go into 2024, protect your downside. Now, yes, the economy's been resilient. I think we've just shown you how we still are on a pretty decent grind down and all of the data back that up. 2024, I'd imagine, is going to be no different. Get yourself ready in this summer period. One of the sayings that I've coined whilst working yesterday is resting is an investment, so invest in your rest. So basically, as much as you're like, nah, I need to do more, sometimes you have to stop and rest because it's actually going to invest in a return mm. in the future because I've heard some stories where I'm thinking people are going to take some big breaks this summer and other people are like nah can't it's just too hard got to go. yep. keep going so make sure you do rest and know yourself and look after yourself but also when the unemployment data is said to increase from 3.9 to 5.2 if we go 5.2 minus our 3.9 we get 1.3%, right? And we divide that by 3.9. It's a 33% increase on where it is at the moment. Don't get cocky. Yes, the economy's been resilient, but we did a pot ages ago. Now's not the time to go all in. Yeah, It's much the same as that. Be very careful leveraging yourself mm-hmm. to full send. Look at what your downside is. Look at what 2024 could look like for you with your, with, without a pay rise. With dare we say it, becoming one of those people who lose their job scenario plan that go worst case scenario build backwards from there of what do I need to do so that if I become that person I'm prepared is it types of insurance interestingly speaking to someone in the insurance space they were showing me their numbers mate of the people of first home buyers of what percentage were saying yes to insurance across 2021 2022 and now 2023 yeah 
for me that makes no sense you have done everything you can to buy the <laughs> greatest asset of your life yeah you are then said do you want to insure it just in case anything goes wrong around your income earning potential when you're really your true you're your greatest asset can't afford to that to me that doesn't make any locked sense. It does from a well, no, we can't fit it into our budget. Let's just take the risk. We don't need this insurance. But if it just shows that people are so hardwired that they haven't actually thought this through. If you think that your house is your greatest asset, you've missed the point that you are. If something was to go wrong, and you couldn't pay for that mortgage. Yes, the bank will find solutions for you, and you haven't taken insurance. That's completely on you. Mm. And you've missed the lesson that the only reason you can keep that house is because you're generating income. Yep. As soon as that income stops, you can't. So do you want to insure against that? Nah, I'll take the risk. It seems bizarre. In a frothy economy, people say, yeah, I'll pay for the insurance. Mm. No worries. Hard economy, when the risk is actually more real, that yeah. you can't earn that income? Nah, can't afford it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Take the risk, see what happens. Shouldn't need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's Yeah, yeah, I understand exactly what you mean, but everyone thinks the opposite to that. They're just like, oh, it costs three hundred dollars at the first thing to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you might need it now more than ever. Yeah. And this is the time where you're now more than ever people are fuck that. Can't it's the same it. reason as why like I knew it was gonna get hard and I knew everyone was gonna like cut their marketing spend and I went hard. Yeah. Hundred like, G's baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same like you you kind of almost want to go to the opposites to the crowd, eh, in a lot of times. Well, that's what I was about to say. Remember that this is a perfect time to zig whilst others are zagging. Mm. To look at what people are doing and think, does that make any sense? Mm. Does that make any sense? Like, if you just stepped through that and just took the cost of something out and you said to someone, I'm going to give you two scenarios. One, you're in a fucking economic boom. There is money everywhere. And then the two, the second one, we are... Facing a recession, we're already in one, but yep. we're not technical. We're going to take jobs off of people. We're Global going to, risk, yeah, like yeah, wars and shit. So much uncertainty, and what we're going to do is we're going to offer you a product so that you don't lose your most prized possession, your house. In which of those scenarios would you like to get? Mm. You would be like, well, I'm probably going to get it in the risky time, eh? Yeah, but no, yeah, like uh. What, what does it cost? <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> so we're all gamblers in yeah. some form of oh, shame. The thing is, when this shit happens, most of it, we haven't thought it through. We then go to the media or we go somewhere and we're like, look what's happened to me. Mm. How could this happen? Mm. How could Westpac want this house back? <laughs> After I said no to taking on any income protection insurance, et cetera, and got advice on that. Mm. But we, there will be half people that have sympathy and the other half won't. But... Again, a awesome time to look at situations happening and go, where do I stand on that? How would I think about that? Um, have people got that one right? Like, what could they be missing? What am I missing? Here? Mm. And get really curious about some of these things because you don't. It's hard to learn when everything's just cranking up and to the right. Yeah, it's been really beneficial for me doing opposite to the crowd, eh? <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> it seems so counterintuitive, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But also, we get taught this about investing if we get into finance and stuff early on, you know, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are mm. age-old saying. And it's basically just do the opposite to what people are doing. Just go against yep. human emotion. Probably going to find some wins in that. Yeah, for sure. It's an interesting one, eh? Are we going to do like a, a 2024 pod 
of like predictions and estimations around and plan of what we're going to do. Yeah, mate. Should we do it on how to kill 2024? Yeah, let's do that. Should we okay. do it in 2024 once we've... Uh, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. we get back. Yeah. Okay. So we're cool. back on the 3rd of January, right? Yes. I think... I think <laughs> yeah. Fucking A. Invest in the rest. I think just to summarise, weirdly, probably one of the harder years I've worked in different ways, but but also one of the best years of my life. Love that, mate. I... I continue to be amazed as I go into these headwinds and I row into them that I keep having a better year than the year. Than the year. Mm. But it's because I'm rowing and I'm making a decision that my next year will be the best year that I've had. Yeah, You've got to do it early and not look back and go, oh, what was it like? Be deliberate about it being the best and then think, what am I going to do to make it the best? I had a lot of travel this year. Next year, don't have a lot of travel. Mm. But i got a lot of weddings and stuff to go to. So I'm already setting my mind up to be like, Wow, I'm gonna be able to do that. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get through six weddings. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Now, for some people, they, but I've got to find a way to afford that mm-hmm. and all the travel and stuff that goes with that as well, and the gifts and, and the time, and then the juggling it around other goals and stuff. But set it up in the in your mind that like that's something that will be awesome to have mm-hmm. all of those mem- memories on the other side. Last year, I was doing it with travel. Wow, look at the travel that I could see that I can up. But we'll talk a bit more about that in the 2024 pod and how to kill 2024. A good look down memory lane made of 2023. Don't look back and anger people. Or maybe just look in the mirror and be angry at yourself. You haven't left a five-star review. (laughs) But apart from that, that, (laughs) we hope you've been looking after yourselves and we'll see you in the next episode.